Okay, today is Yud Tevis. It's the 10th of Tevis. Um, we're up to chapter 9, Parakhtes, the second part of chapter 9. Um, and we are going to go straight inside <laughs> because it's really long. And we're going to do the whole thing. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so we just said that we have two souls. We've been talking about that we have two souls. Um, and we talked, we just said that the godly soul is in the mind and in the right side of the heart, and the animal soul is in the left side of the heart. Um, animal soul goes from emotion to intellect, godly soul goes from intellect to emotion. So you could look at that and be like, okay, so they each have their way, they each have their space, chill out, fine, everything's peaceful. But then Altarba says the word ach here, which means, I know you think that, but here's the reality. So what does Altarba say? The reality is, That is the Pasuk from um, that shame in like Yeshiva Shame Aver told Rivka when she went to him and she was like, I have, I'm pregnant and like the kid in my stomach is going crazy, like right by the Yeshiva, by the, by the hunting. And he told her like, you have two forces inside of you and they are fighting against each other. That is essentially what's happening inside of us every single second, every single day. So what's going on inside of us? Our body is called a small city. Just like two kings will go to war with each other in order to control one city. Each king wants to, to capture and to you know, get rid of the other one so that he could have the full city because the king wants to rule the city according to his way. That king says, I want everybody to do what I want. I don't want, I don't want another king telling everybody what to do. So too, the godly soul and the animal soul inside of us are constantly at war for what's our city, our body, and our, our limbs, our literally our everyday life. Um, okay, Sheh Alekis, Chavsa, or it's, okay, so now, or what are we going to get into right now? Now we're going to, and basically the rest, the next three pages are the Altar is saying, what does the godly soul want? And then what I find fascinating is the Altar Rebbe never says, Except for later in chapters, in later chapters, but in this chapter, the Alter Rebbe does never, never says what what the animal soul wants. He literally says everything that the godly soul wants, and then he's like, the animal soul wants the opposite, right? I know, <laughs> but it, it, I thought it was so it's powerful because in order to really understand what the animal soul is, animal soul really is the opposite of the godly soul, and what the godly soul is is connectedness. It's the awareness of unity, the awareness of I am not something separate from Hashem. I'm not something separate from love and from hope and from goodness and from oz v'chadz v'bimkomo, from like confidence. And, you know, I'm not something separate from all the good. I'm literally one with Hashem. Opposite of that is animal soul. So it's literally what we're, the, the two forces that are fighting are this consciousness of connectedness and consciousness of separation. And like a lot of times we think of the animal soul as like survival instinct, but that's what, a lot of what we're talking about is that's what it is. When you have the, con- when your foundation is consciousness of separation, of separateness, automatically you're going to constantly be reacting based on survival mode because you're like, everything is a threat to me because everything is separate from me. It's pretty, it's like very obvious once you really get what's happening, right? Okay, so what does the godly soul want? 
we're going to say the author is going to go generally and then specific. But essentially, one of the ways I was looking at this is the godly soul wants romance with God. That's what it wants. It, it envisions, like we say a lot about the city, but what is the city? Like in high school we talk about, and that's the altar of his muscle. The altar of his muscle is that the, altar, that the godly soul wants the city to be under control of the godly soul, which means that everybody is aware of the unity of Hashem. Nobody's saying, I'm separate. Every, every part of me is involved in the fullness of the unity with Hashem. But it's really like, I was thinking like, that's really like the ultimate ideal in marriage. You know, that all of me is part of this marriage and that there isn't any other, there isn't a part of me that's not involved in this marriage. Sure, there might be days where I'm not talking to you all the time, but even that is for the sake of my marriage. You know, like, so it's really this like big romance story, in my opinion. But okay, let's just read into it. Shehalikis, what does the godly soul want? Chefza or he levada alav The godly soul's will and desire is that she alone rules over the person and directs the person. And all of my limbs will be subject to the godly soul's discipline. And be transparent to her completely. Uh, Merkava is a big term in Hasidus. It's a chariot. It means that where you go, I go. Not that the godly soul says, I need to convince you to go somewhere. I need to, con- I need to convince you that God is everything. But like the godly soul's deepest desire is that my entire existence is just transparent to that truth. It's dear That's what it is. When like every part of my existence in this world feels like, oh yeah, Hashem is here right now. The godly soul wants to be transparent, not only in this general way inside of me, but actually in my three levushin, in my machshava, deeper and maisa, in my mitzvahs. That my entire body and being should be permeated with her, with uh, this awareness of connectedness. And that there should never be a stranger that passes through this land. So if you look at that in the Mashal of the city, it's like this king doesn't want illegal immigrants, you know? He wants everybody to be the citizens of of his country. But even more so, illegal immigrants is one thing because they're kind of doing what the king says. What the, what the godly soul really doesn't want is she doesn't want there to be like a spy from another country. Like she doesn't want somebody to come and actually try to infiltrate. You know what I mean? And it's like a, it's like a free choice. That's why we have free choice. And um, because it's like if it would be a utopian society and yeah. one would rule and everyone would be the same, then that's Mashiach. Right. You know? Right. But we're in Dallas and we have and we have a choice. Right, exactly. What we're acknowledging right now is that the godly soul's desire is for a time of Mashiach. Right, <laughs> right but we're going to see soon how it all comes together. But yeah, 100%, exactly. Um, and if you, uh, like if you look at that, that, plus that statement of the altar by Lo Yavor Zar, like a stranger, click that if you're looking at it through the marriage analogy, it's like a strange thought, like a, str- a thought for another man. That's what it is. The godly soul is like, I never want you to think about any man except for my beloved. Mom. That's what she's saying. Dahainu telas melchen shibarayshi mulaim. Mulaim mechachma binadash shibinafashalikus. The godly soul wants that my, my mind, my thought is constantly engaged with godly things, like with thinking about the person she loves, with God. 
thinking about how great Hashem is, the infinity of Hashem is, how He's here now, and then the Godly soul wants that, this is what we just were talking about until now, this experience of the Godly soul, that its thought leads to its emotions. That's what the Godly soul wants to happen. It wants us to experience this flow every day where I think about God and then I feel about God. This fear of God, love of God, this fiery love, that I will thirst and pine, kalsa, like literally pine, my soul will pine for God, literally, the godly soul wants to be in a state of intense intimacy with God at all moments. And it knows that to be there, there can't be thoughts of me thinking about somebody else. Wow. You know, of me thinking that I'm not fully here. The How separateness. Does this correlate to Atzabe, the He's like, just always there. He's just always there. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be, our, it's gonna be the next chapter. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's, he's, all, he's always there, but he's not there in the way that we're going to be able to get there. This love is going to come from this from the godly soul that's in the right side of my heart. So what's going to happen when I'm? What what does the godly soul want to happen when I'm so overwhelmed with this love and I'm just like, oh my gosh, Hashem, you're all that I am and all that I want. So far, that's in my. It came from my brain, channeled into my right side of my heart, which is also the seat of my godly soul. But then, what the altar wants to happen, what the altar was saying the godly soul wants to happen, is Aj until it overflows Gam Hasmali, also into my left side of my heart, which is the seat of my animal soul. Until that that overflow of love for Hashem actually flows over into my animal soul until the animal soul too experiences that love so yeah, the visual the visualization that came to my mind when i was learning this was um Chris Yamsuf, like how the waters were were you know standing up they were godly manifestation and then naturally it's almost like what they did not they didn't have to like convince themselves to do this naturally what happened with those waters is they just crushed the egyptians you know what i mean the egyptians just got like plummeted and i feel like but like from this like avalanche of water <laughs> and water according to here is pleasure and so what the elder was saying is that we're taking the pleasure that is founded on connectedness the pleasure that we have in the unity of Hashem and that pleasure is submerging is like drowning out the Yisait Hamayim of the Klippa so what's Yisait Hamayim of Klippa? It's the pleasure for otherness the pleasure of not connectedness the pleasure of separation so essentially it's the pleasure of wanting anything that's not mine <laughs> You know, it's Taivas Elam Haza. Like, what does that mean? It's that I want things that aren't mine. It's not Taivas Elam Haza to want to eat food that you're meant to eat. That's not Taivas Elam Haza. Taivas Elam Haza is to want to indulge in all, everything. You know what I mean? And to want things that don't belong to me right now, that aren't in line with my alignment. So, the, what the Godly Souls wants is that the pleasure that I have for what is mine, for my life that is the unified with God and that is love and beauty and hope and all these things not that it's like 
pow, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot the klipa. Just that that love becomes so vibrantly large that it just drowns out the other. It literally flows into the left side of the heart. The oxygen literally flows into the blood. It's actually what happens physically too, which is pretty cool. Okay. That it should transform and turn the pleasures of this world into love for Hashem. With all your heart. Plural. Because there's two aspects to our heart and the goal is for both of them to come into this unity, to come into this love. Both of our yitzarecha. Two, both of our forces are meant our, the godly soul wants both of our forces to come on board with this I don't know I don't know what this is from but it must be a pasuk from somewhere it's going to transform into this love that's so great and so strong even more than it's going to become it's going to become an which is a pleasure, a love of delights. We're going to say what that is. Let's anek al Hashem me alam haba. It's an experience of delight that's similar to alam haba. Ha anek hu b'mayach chachma v'secha hamis anek. This haskalas Hashem yidesek if he hasagas sechasai v'chachmasai. This delight is felt through the brain, through my literally knowing God, the intimacy of like knowing Hashem. When I like look at somebody and I'm like, I know you. That is the knowing. That is, that knowing leads to this kind of love. And I'm going to tell you what this kind of love is. It was so cool, but just read a little bit more. It's from the from the from the which again is that pleasure. Um, it's in the nefesh alakis. That then trans that takes along the yisaid hamayim of the nefesh bahamis. That insane pleasure brings it over. Okay. So just one second. What is the Avbatanugim? Avbatanugim is essentially, I don't delight in you because you make me feel good. I am so full of delight that I delight in you. So regular love usually is like, it's, and we, it's, I mean, you, I wouldn't even call it a toxic relationship because like, it's oftentimes the way we relate. <laughs> it, but it's just, it's this place of like, I am not whole. I love you because you make me whole. You make me feel good. Right. And even the fact that we're a half of an Shama, we lost each other at birth, like, it could even be a natural experience. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But what Avabatanugim is, is it's, I am so essentially full of delight and really the delight is is you so it's a little bit interesting because the delight is knowing that really we were never lost in the first place we were never not one in the first place it's not like i'm a half and now you fill me it's we're so essentially whole that i can love you for who you are (laughs) like i and i can love myself also for being who i am because i am so essentially whole you know so it's it's like this really intense love but we're not gonna okay let's pause for a second that um Oh, I think we're actually almost done. This is crazy that we read so much inside. What's going to happen when I go into this place of, of intense love? That the, the, the bad, a.k.a. the fragment, the aspects of me that felt like I need everything else outside of me to make me feel whole, that's a passionate response, right? 
that's when we say that we're taking the passion of the animal soul think about like i can i know for myself the passion that i feel for things that are not mine it's much stronger than the passion that i feel for things that are mine it's really like intense like the desire for like something that i know isn't necessarily good for me but like i just really want it it's a really big desire it's deep you know and if you think about it like in terms of relationship like the the feelings of like romance that can happen in a relationship that isn't healthy could oftentimes be much more than in a relationship that is healthy what we're saying right now is that that experience of experience of emotion is something that we actually want to be transformed into the god into onto the other side into like the the emotion isn't bad it's the the belief system underneath the emotion which is i am separate and i need this in order to make me feel whole um so what's going to happen essentially what's going to happen is i'm going to just strip myself of my external layers i'm going to become stripped of the external layers which will then naturally become once this love overflows into the left then the left the animal soul is going to strip its layers that are the consciousness of separateness and naturally become unified with the godly soul that's what the godly soul's ideal time is is that like my words are a little bit lost right now but are, are you, do you get it are you like yeah. it's Exactly. That's what, literally what it is. It's literally what it is. With, yeah. With the essence, it's not like you're connecting with a marriage. There's another person. Right. At the end of the day, the person isn't the essence Separate. of the world. Right. <laughs> and the essence of you. <laughs> like I think it would be cool, like within a marriage, to connect to the person and well, connect to yourself as a godly being and connect to the person as a godly being. Like maybe that's more like eternal. I don't know. Mm. But like this is really relating to God. Like connecting to God himself. Right. Yeah. Right. Not as something not outside else. of me, but as something that is literally like all of reality and all of me. Like there's no there's nothing in the way of there's there's nothing in the way. It's complete intimacy. There's no barricade. Your mind is not talking to you, you know. Right. Right. Very difficult. Uh, <laughs> well it's interesting because really it's difficult to get to but it's also what Dalton is going to tell us is that this isn't something that you know in the world of a tzaddik to be in that state of like that you never have the impulse of animal soul you never have the impulse of like I actually don't feel this yeah. that's difficult to get to but that's not even where we're getting to that's not our goal here our goal is to live in a state where we actually... This is the, what Dr. is saying right now is saying the ideal world of the godly soul. What the godly soul dreams of. Right. This is but our mission in this world is to actually live with both souls. With the animal soul and the godly soul. And to hear both voices and then make a choice from there. So what we're actually trying to get to is not the destruction of one or the other. Right. You know, it is not... So it's... We're, we're Bane and him are live in a state of having a very loud inner world we live in that state of pregnancy between in Rivka's stomach <laughs> like you know and we're gonna have thoughts of desire for things that's not mine we're gonna have fear and 
scarcity and sadness and loneliness like we're gonna have these things you know what i mean and like hashem if you're real then why are you doing bad things like we're gonna have those reactions and those are all part of the, our process in this life it's not something that's like oh the author was like oh get rid of that it's like what now that i can see it and now that like the last line of this parak is going to be now that i know that it's not coming from my godly soul it's coming from this animal soul it's coming from this other force inside of me how do i want to approach it what's my next step you know but it lets me it lets me be a chooser instead of just like a victim of like all the noise so what's going to happen then i'm going to end up creating this love of god that is that that is so powerful that's actually taking my animal soul and bringing it over to the to the love of god too which is this ideal vision of animal of the godly soul all my other emotions are also then going to be expressions of this oneness with Hashem. Also my, my speech and my thought. It's going to be full expressions of my godly soul. Literally, the godly soul wants that everything that will ever express me to be expressions of the unity with Hashem. You know what I mean? That just full expression. To ideally just be learning Torah all day, to studying Torah all day, because what, like the Godly Soul is just like, I want to be one with Hashem all day, and Torah makes me the most one with Hashem. So, also, in my set, just to be constantly engaged with this, with mitzvahs. Okay, that's what the godly soul wants. Now there's literally, I, I laughed when I read this, but there's one line of Tanya, of the rest of Parakhtes. But the last line of Parakhtes is, Ach nefesh habahamis, But the animal soul, which is from Klippa, desires the exact opposite. <laughs> so essentially like, No need to elaborate. No need to elaborate, exactly. The godly soul wants a palace that is intimacy with us and Hashem. That's what, that's what the godly soul wants, to live in that palace. The animal soul wants something else, the otherness, you know, whatever that means. But then this is really the last line. Lehefach Mamish, and then the altar says, last line, why does the altar, why, the, why does the animal soul want the opposite? Letaivas ha'adam. For the good of the person. Hmm. So that the person prevails over it and is actually able to conquer her. Like the mashal of the zaina. So in very short, the mashal of the zaina is that there was a king who wanted, to, wanted his son to grow tremendously. So he hired a harlot to go and test him. And then the harlot hires another harlot. The harlot didn't want to go against the king, so he hires another harlot. And he hires another harlot, and whatever. Until, eventually, at some point, the harlot basically stops even realizing why she's going to test the, to test the son. But what, this, what the harlot actually... Act, what, what's her actual intentions? That she doesn't want the son to give in. <laughs> she, wants the son, she wants to do the will of the king, which is that the son should grow. That the son should actually find inner strength and inner courage and inner alignment with himself that he had never would never have discovered without this challenge so any moment of trigger really and to me like this is really the main point of parak test and it's funny because the altar only says it in the last line but it's really like the point of it all of it in my opinion that when we're looking at ourselves altar is just saying like going forwards please remember now you know yes 
we're talking about two forces within you, but there is not actual dualism. Meaning, we're talking about two forces within you, but you're not actually dualistic. You're not actually separateness. Every part of you is actually, actually has the same intention as the essence of self within you, which is oneness with Hashem, which is alignment with self, which is joy and love and light and Mashiach, you know, and dear B'tachtainim. Every part of it, like, according, like in IFS, that's a big, big statement. There's no bad parts. There's no part in you that actually wants you to suffer, that actually wants you to be fearful or scared or anything. Oh, so it talks like that? Okay. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's see where it's coming from. Let's see what's actually going on here. You know what I mean? But Dalter was just telling us really fast. Like Dalter was like, I just sent you through nine chapters, through eight chapters, nine chapters, where I told you all about the differentiation within you. But now I'm letting you know going forwards, within each of the differentiation, there isn't actually there isn't actually anything inside of you that wants you to fail, that wants you to live in stress or 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 anything except for peace and love you know there isn't anything inside of you that's anything other than the unity of Hashem so what that means practically is a lot we're going to go into all of it but we can we can like ourselves 